Did you know that some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, -side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Hey guys, are you ready for some money rehab? Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player, GameStop. And should I have a 401k? Because you don't do it? No, I know. Girl! You think the whole world revolves around you and your money? Well, it doesn't. Charge for wasting our time. I will take a check. Like a old school You recognize her from anchoring on CNN, CNBC, and Bloomberg. The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand, Nicole Lappin. Remember I said in our very first episode how negotiating can be addicting? Well, today I'm talking to a money rehabber who listened to that episode and negotiated and then negotiated and then negotiated some more. She definitely caught the negotiating bug. And while I thought we were just going to chat about negotiating strategy, our conversation actually turned into a really interesting discussion on how negotiating for what you deserve can be really empowering and why being a Karen isn't all that bad. And for our purposes here, I want to be super clear about what sort of Karen we're talking about. The Karen figure is sometimes tied with Amy Cooper types, white women who weaponize their privilege to cause BIPOC community harm. That is not what we're talking about here. We have nothing to say to defend those types of women. Fuck them. Today, we're actually sticking with the version of a Karen who walks around in platform flip-flops, who asks for the manager and the haircut. You know, the Karen haircut. So without further ado, Sunny, welcome to Money Rehab. And can you tell everyone how we know each other? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I'm very, very fortunate that a couple has come into my life because I'm looking for not only icons and, and mentors who are older than I am, but also the icons and the mentors who are younger than I am. So I consider, first of all, that she's come into my life as an incredible role model as far as what women are, are doing and can oh. do. You're going to make me cry, Sunny. <laughs> and secondly, is that Nicole is going with my son who I feel like I need to pat myself on the back for having very good taste and having parented him correctly. That is right. And I love that he is number two and not number one. Absolutely. He's used to that already. He knows. <laughs> and I have to say, some days, most days, I love you so much for birthing him and bringing him to this world. Some days I don't like you very much. I but know, seriously. You got to take the blame with the credit. Thank you so much for saying that you like the show. I've been so, so loving all of your messages about money rehab. Thank you. I think the whole idea of rehab is, is such an interesting one. And uh, at, at the beginning, I was kind of like, not that I was a skeptic, but I was, okay, is there something really that I can learn? As it's turned out right from the get-go, we were talking about negotiating. Uh, there was a lot I could learn. Absolutely. I am so surprised because I thought you knew everything. Um, I like other people to believe, but just between the two of us. So <laughs> yeah, just between us, girls. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what did you learn? Well, it was interesting because the, the first uh, segment that I listened to was on uh, negotiating. And I do a lot of negotiating. I thought I did enough, but there, right off the bat, I had not thought about negotiating 
are renegotiating uh, telephone and streaming services. And so I, I did go back and do that. And then I had a problem with AT&T, but I was really kind of like supercharged when I spoke with them. And I felt that I was paying too much for what was basically something that was innocuous service. And after a period of time of negotiating, as you had indicated, indicating right away from the get-go that I was a, uh, a long-time customer, which I am, a uh, very patient person, which I'm so-so, uh, that this is why I thought it was unfair and what could they do to make me happier. Otherwise, there are other carriers that I could use. Then what happened? I'm like at the edge of my seat. <laughs> oh, I know. Seriously, this is, this is intense stuff. This is what gets your <laughs> adrenaline going. Um, this is why I don't need to drink coffee. I just, you know, act uh, live off of my own adrenaline. We went back and forth. And uh, the uh, person I was talking to, I always give credit to the, the people who are on the lower level as far as decision-making is concerned, uh, that you know, I understand that you, know, you represent AT&T, but you can't make decisions for them. Is there someone I can talk to who can? And I appreciate all of your service. And, and I understand that you brought me as far as you can go, but I need to speak to someone else now and I appreciate your help. So I went to the next level and I was able to get a negotiated settlement. Yay! I'm so, so excited to hear that story. And also, it's way nicer than I think I would have been. Well, you know what I have learned, though, and this is from my own negotiated limited, though it may be, is I'll always start out by saying something positive. I've been happy with your service. Now, very, very polite, very professional. However, and then I had the however, and then that transitions to the next part where I'm not happy. I am complaining, but I like to preface it, a prologue to be with a, uh, you know, compliment. And I have found that when I've had really good service, uh, I do, I do like to command the person and I'll talk to a manager commanding the, the representative that I've spoken with. So I do, I do try to balance it up. I'm not just there, you know, assaulting the barricades. <laughs> it sounds like you give a compliment sandwich. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. And you also negotiated your home association fee? Yes. Uh, I've, I've had an ongoing problem with a homeowners association, which they're, they're, the, what they do, we don't have any type of uh, facilities. We don't have a pool. We don't have anything like that. So it's just landscaping and other um, very nebulous functions that they perform, including having a, a patrol person who needs to get a life but who's patrolling very, very seriously. I mean, I, I feel that we're just like an inch away from being a military patrol. So I've had mailbox infractions and I've had lawn infractions and now various uh, things that have really stretched. But I've, I've run into problems with them as far as the billing is concerned and overcharges when they have been very, very slow to send the billing out, the billing information out. And finally, I just had had it. I was still in my negotiated settlement uh, mode and I go, I'll be more than happy to pay my bills on time. But you tell me when that time is. So I need, I need to have a bill to say, you owe money. Not to say you owed money, past tense, but the all money, present tense, with enough, you know, much enough room to allow me time to get it in a timely fashion. Hold on to your wallets, boys and girls. Money Rehab will be right back. Now for some more Money Rehab. And something we were talking about this past week was the idea of the Karen and how she's come up into the zeitgeist. This was not a thing when you were growing up, right? 
No, not at all. Uh, I come from a generation of women who I was caught in between. I mean, I was encouraged to go to, to school. In fact, I thought everybody went all the way through uh, their bachelor's degree. And then the first uh, discretionary move was whether you're going to go to graduate school and how long. So I came from that. But um, there was still an understanding that you, you have to continue to be quote unquote ladylike, whatever that meant. It was some big nebulous term. And for the most part, I was able to avoid it, but I do see in trying to work through being very proactive, and this is how the, the topic of the Karens came up, that proactivity oftentimes goes into conflict with the whole uh, rise of the, the Karenisms. And I think that that's, this is something that's very, very difficult to look at because on one hand, we're, say, we're hearing a message to, to all of us, but to women specifically, be proactive, be independent, be uh, preemptive. But on the other hand, don't be a Karen. And what is a Karen? Oftentimes a Karen is someone who is proactive and who says, let me speak to your manager. And that's a great Karen line. Let's face it. The Karen line is, let me speak to your manager. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. Now we're getting caught. I'm, I cannot hear the message, but our, our younger people, younger women who are trying to go, are they getting the message that this is not a good thing, particularly if you're a millennial or Gen Zer? that this is a bad thing, that a Karen, Karenism. I was listening to one of my favorite comics. Uh, Joe and I went to an outdoor comedy to see Eliza Schlesinger. If you are listening for any reason, please come on the show. Please, pretty please. She was going to the defense of Karen. She was saying, when you call somebody a Karen, what you mean is that they are aggressive, or not even aggressive, assertive, know what they want, ask for what they want, stand their ground. And these are great qualities. Exactly. Exactly. So how does it become such a, a pejorative? But I don't think, I think the subtext of it is, is a commentary to women. I mean, what is, what is a male counterpart to Karen? That is such a good question. I don't know. I thought it was Chad, but it's not the same connotation. Oh, oh, no. Every, not everybody, but most people now, if you talk about don't be a Karen, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. If you say don't be a Chad, I don't know if they would get it. I think that there's a very um, subtle message that's seeping in there that is contrary to the, um, the commentary that you're trying to provide. I know you were very, very young when you had Joe, who's 41. Oh, yes. I want you to know this gray hair comes from my clients, not from not from the genetic process or aging at all. <laughs> I love it. And it's very in right now. So you are before the trend. In your generation, when you were coming of age, was asking for what you want in these negotiating situations, whether it's bill collectors or homeowners association or for a raise. And I also went after my pest control. Uh, to see what you've done to me, you made me an absolute nuisance in, in my financial neighborhood. <laughs> Yay! I love this so much. The more and more we talk about it, the more and more we're finding out you're negotiating. It's like a nesting doll of negotiations. In your generation, was that frowned upon or was it just not done or talked about? Do you know, I think that with my parents, my father was very much a uh, woman's liver. I mean, he was just, he was the one who's, who just set the design. And I saw him in relationship to both my mother and to me as being someone who felt that, that women should have equal voice. So I really wasn't an issue until, believe it or not, I got married. And I felt like, okay, I can continue a very independent dialogue. And there were many contractors. There are many people who came out who did not want to hear from me. They wanted to talk to my husband. 
I don't know if it was a generation or just what I, the little enclave in, in California, but where the, the woman defers to her husband. And I'm going like, no, 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 no. First of all, my husband at that time was not the slightest bit interested. His, his motto was, uh, you take care of it, which was fine by me. And uh, the other part was that uh, I, I really had to work through uh, a model of masculine resistance in the trades. So it sounds like you, and I know you're not speaking for your entire generation, but perhaps a lot of women of that generation might have Karens bottled up inside them. It sounds like you were shushed for many, many years or nobody wanted to negotiate with you or even talk to you about money. I think I think that to a degree you're right. I think that there's I still see somewhat of a patronizing attitude amongst people in the financial industry dealing with a woman, a woman specifically without any, you know, do you want to discuss this with anybody else? I go, no, I definitely make the decisions independently, obviously with the information that they're going to be providing. But I'm also going to be asking questions that I think. Um, even when I was married, I didn't have a traditional marriage where it was a, a two-person dis- decision and dis- discussion decision. Uh, it's just definitely, for the most part, my husband was not interested in anything to do with home or any of the other decisions. So I just did it on my own, which was fine for me. I think that's why our marriage lasted as long as it did, because we didn't get into each other's way. <laughs> so I think I got this paradigm all wrong. I am not the one that's going to come to your rescue. You, Sunny, are going to come to my rescue (laughs) if for some reason I get stuck on my negotiations. Be like, let me tell you, you don't want to escalate this within our family because it's not going to work out well for you. But I think that you, you started, you started making and helping me be more sensitive to rather than just taking things for granted. I think there would have been a time where I just would have tossed the bill aside and go, well, you know, I'll give them a call. Don't ever do that again. You know, admonish them. Um, or with Amazon go, oh, well, once I know that this is what it is, I'm not going to be able to really fight Amazon. But I think that with Amazon and with the pest control, I'm going after the fact that they have not provided adequate communication. And that's something that you should expect from these various um, services that you're using. And I think that there's a lot for, and maybe the one message I think is the most important is that we, sh- we should look to messages that other people can provide and keep our ears open to be able to listen and to hear are two very, very important qualities. Different, but important. I mean, you have two ears and one mouth, so it's sometimes more important to listen more than you talk. (laughs) Here's a tip from Sunny you can take straight to the bank. Don't be embarrassed to ask for what you deserve. It may feel a little uncomfortable or awkward at first, but speaking up can also boost confidence. It's hard not to feel like a badass when you see those numbers in your bank account go up and up and up. Money Rehab is a production of iHeartMedia. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoie and Catherine Law. Money Rehab is edited and engineered by Brandon Dickert with help from Josh Fisher. Executive producers are Mangash Hatikader and Will Pearson. Huge thanks to the OG Money Rehab supervising producer, Michelle Lands for her pre-production and development work. And as always, thanks to you for finally investing in yourself so that you can get it together and get it all. Spend my money, money, money. Spend